Ladies and gentlemen, could I have your attention, please? The British Broadcasting Corporation is highly delighted to announce that once again, despite a bitter and protracted bidding war, they have engaged the services of a show business legend, raconteur, and twice winner of the Shoulder of Mutton Shove Hapney League, 1968 to 1969. So pour yourself a glass of fortified wine, sit back and immolate to the dulcet tones of the noble Count as he goes about his crucial daily business in another thrilling episode of... Count Arthur Strong's radio show. Right, let's have a sit down with the advertiser. Have a look at the classifieds. Well, I've got a minute. Before I have to do some swatting up for my role-playing engagement this afternoon... Because once I get my head stuck in that, that'll be it. An actor prepares. It'll be like I've got blinkers on my head. Like a thoroughbred clothes horse. A cow horse. Um, race horse. Um, oh, here we are. Here we are. For sale. Three to a good home. Black Labrador with its own collar and bowl answering to the name of Blackie. Oh, no, I don't want a flipping dog. Chewing my slippers and drooling everywhere. I haven't got time for dogs. I'm a busy man. Um, this for sale. Long playing record by show... Show Addy... Addy... <laughs> show Addy... 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 Addy Waddy. Show... Show Addy... Waddy... 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 Oh, for crying out loud! Could have given myself whiplash reading that out. <laughs> Fancy calling a record, that. We, we never had that trouble with Herman Goerings, did we? Um, no, Herman's Helmets. Hermits! Herman's Hermits. Oh, he was good, wasn't he? Eh? Those were the days. The swimming sixties. Jerry, um, Jerry and the, um, not beta blockers. Um, <laughs> peace breakers. Pe no, no, peace makers. J oh, no, J uh, Jerry and the pastry makers. <laughs> Jerry's taken Jersey. Oh. Oh. Happy days. Oh. There we are then. Uh, Fifty years young woman would like to meet men of similar age for walks and trips to the cinema. Must have gusso. <laughs> O-H. Gas central heating. <laughs> Must have gas central heating. That's a bit picky, isn't it? She should have put gas central heating preferred, but other forms of heating considered for the right person. Broaden it out a bit. Oh, here we are. This is what I'm looking for. For sale. Black and Decker hitch trimmer. One careful owner, da 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 seven pounds. I'll put a ring round that one. Oh, for crying out loud, can I not have five minutes to myself? It's like bloody King's Cross St Pancreas stomach in here. <laughs> there better be someone there when I get down to it. <laughs> yes, yes, I heard you for crying out loud. All right, that's it. It'll be those school kids again. I'll, I'll give them one of my lungs when I get down there. Don't you worry about that. 
Right, you lot. I know where your teacher lives, so don't think... You're not a school child. Uh, I know I'm not. What do you think you're playing at, ringing my bell as though there's a sale on? Hey, don't you think you're a little bit too old for this sort of behaviourism? I'm sorry, I-, I thought there wasn't anybody in. Oh, so you were just passing, were you? Hey? And you thought to yourself, hello, it doesn't look like there's anyone in here. I'll just nip up the path and make three with the doorbell. Hey? And now you've been caught with your red hand in the till, haven't you? Hey? So just wait there while I get the police to come and give you an abba. Uh, look, I think there's been some confusion. Oh, has there? Well, let me tell you, it's as clear-cut as day as night as is long from where I'm standing from. I should introduce myself. I'm your new neighbour, John Carver. Uh, we've had a large envelope for you delivered to our house by mistake. I couldn't get it through your letterbox. Oh, oh really? An envelope for me? Um, you've moved in next door then, have you? Oh, jolly good. Yes, thank you very much. Thank you. Um, you must come round for cocktails when you get straight. Um, lovely to meet you. Do feel free to drop in any time for another face whack. Oh, chin, um, uh, chinwig. Oh, uh, chinwag. Um, always a pleasure, never a joy, Mr. Um, uh, Mr. Mr. Carving Knife. Um, uh, perhaps we'll see you at the next Neighbour Watch Hood scheme meeting. Um, I do hope so. Uh, well, cheerio for now. Ta-ta. Idiot. <laughs> Fancy having to go through all that just to give me a letter. Oh, what the goodness is going on now? You again! That's four rings in total. It's all going in my book. Sorry, you didn't take the letter. <laughs> yes, I did. It's in me hat. How did you do that? I haven't done anything. Give me the envelope again and stop messing about. I haven't got time for all this sort of thing. Some of us are waiting to make an important telephone call I'm expecting. My wheels of commerce don't stop falling off because I've had a letter you didn't give me. Right, sorry. Well, here it is, then. Might see you at that meeting. What meeting? The Neighbourhood Watch thing. When's that, then? No-one's told me about that. I'm the chairman. Uh, I don't know when it is. I think you're a little bit of a practical joker, aren't you, eh? First my doorbell, then my letter, then it's uh, the Neighbourhood Witch Hunt, eh? You know, I like a practical joke as well as the man stood next to me. Um, the, the man stood next to him. Oh, the, the next man stood next to me. Him, next to him. The next man stood, oh, him over there at the bus stop with the carrier bag. I like a joke as much as him, but you're taking it a little bit too far. Now, if you don't mind, please, can I please get on, please? Dear, oh dear, to think you've got all the time of the day to stand there and watch me make a fool of myself. Um, th- themselves um, on your doorstep. Oh, the bloody thing! Give me that letter, will you? I don't know how you keep doing that. Is it on elastic or something? No. Because some idiot in the shoulder of mutton used to do something like that. A pound note on a bit of elastic. Kept twanging back into his pocket. And he was barred in the end, so think on, because you're on the same slobbery slope, eh? <laughs> leading me up the garden path. And need I remind you, it's my garden path in the first place you're standing on and leading me up. Yeah. Good day to you. 
Now, let's get up these bloody stairs quick before this sodden letter disappears again. I'll, uh, oh, I'll phone for my hedge trimmer as well. I better not have missed it, uh, talking to Mr... Mr um, Carvery. Oh, all you can eat. Oh, <laughs> right, where's the advertiser? Uh, here we are. Right, now, tactics. Um, I'll go in hard, make an offer, and tell them I'm not messing about. That's it. That's your lot. It's up to you. Throw the ball into their court. Let them do all the sweating. Oh, they'll be like putty in my windows when I finish with them. <laughs> Nine. So. Seven. Three. It's ringing. Morning. I'm phoning about your advertisement in the clarifieds of the advertiser. Oh, gosh. Uh, well, that was very quick. Uh, it, it only went in this morning. Um, hello. I just come straight to the point because I'm a very busy man and I do things like this all the time. Um, I'm going to make you an offer I can't remember. <laughs> um, refuse. You can't refuse. I'm going to make you an offer I can't refuse. Um, I'll give you five pounds, not a penny more. Now then, the ball is in your tennis court. Five pounds? All right, six. Fair enough. Uh, but that is my final offer, though. And I'm not messing about, so come on now. Well, I, I don't understand. Are you saying you want to pay me? Seven pounds, then. Yeah, and, that, and that really is as high or low as I'm prepared to go. So don't think you can get any more out of me, because ten pounds is my absolute top limit. <laughs> I've set myself, yeah, if I have to. You won't get any more out of me than that. I'm not that desperate. So, you know, the beach ball's in your courtroom now. But, but I, I don't want any money. Really? What, you don't want any money? Oh, well, consider it a done deal, then. I'll, I'll come round before I get gazumped. Where are you? Oh, no, no, no. They, they said the gentlemen aren't allowed to come round to the house. We're, we're to meet in a public area, a busy restaurant or a bingo hall. A bingo hall? You won't get me in a bloody bingo hole. Can't I just come round for it? What? I said, can I just come round and you give it me? I'll be in and out in five minutes. I beg your pardon? Because that would suit me if I popped in and had a look and if I liked what I saw, you could let me have it um, there and then. <laughs> I mean, I'd rather do that than pay you anything for it, obviously. Do you know, I've never been spoken to like this. What are you talking about? They told me at the agency what to do to people like you. Ow, oh, Miss Sodden here! What are you doing, you lunatic? That serves you right. You'll not be doing that again. Hey! Hello? 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 Oh, she's hung up. Oh, Miss Sodden here! That went right through me, did that? The bloody hell's she playing at? Where's her number gone? I'll get to the bottom of this. Don't you worry about that. Nine. Seven. Four. Yeah, we'll see what's going on here. Come on. Hello? Someone else. Hello? Listen, I'm phoning about your advert in the paper. I've already spoken to someone once. Oh, that must be my wife, then. Yeah, she blew a sodding whistle in me ear and hung up. What did she do that for, the lunatic? I don't know. Just a minute. It's someone about the advert. He says you blew a whistle in his ear and hung up. What did you do that for? I never did. I haven't been on the phone today. She says she hasn't been on the phone today. I was just literally just talking to her. 
and for no reason she blew a whistle up in my face and said it served me right. Well, she says she didn't do it. We haven't got a whistle anyway. Listen, you ought to sit down and have it out with her because there's something funny going on. It sounds like there's a whole side to her you don't know anything about, if you ask me. I'd be asking myself, what else is she getting up to if I don't know about the whistling, eh? I, I was watching a film about that. His wife was an assassin, eh? <laughs> he hadn't a clue, just like you. You want to nip her in the buds before she has to kill Eisenhower. <laughs> anyway, look, I haven't got time for all this. About this bloody hedge trimmer. Hedge trimmer? We haven't got a hedge trimmer. Yes, you have. We haven't got any hedges. Well, that'll be why you're selling it, won't it? Eh? <laughs> dear, oh dear, you don't even know why you're selling it, do you? That is just basic, is that? Well, we've never had a hedge trimmer. We, we've no use for one. Well, you're advertising one for sale for in the paper, then. I advertise for a good home for a Labrador, not a hedge trimmer. What are you talking about? I don't want a bloody Labrador. I want a sodden hedge swimmer. Hey, I have enough trouble with dog muck everywhere as it is. <laughs> Listen, put your wife on. I'm not getting any sense at all out of you. He wants to talk to you. What for? He's not getting any sense at all out of me. Hello? Right, listen to me. I don't want any messing about now. Keep your bloody whistle in your pocket. I'm, I'm having to use one of my other ears now on the telephone because of you. When I spoke to you before, you said I could have your head thriller for nothing. True or not false? I have not spoken to you before. Yes, you have. You spoke to me five minutes ago. I, I haven't got a whistle. Listen, you dozy woman. For sale... Black and Decker hedge trimmer, one careless owner, da 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 da, seven pounds. Ring any bells? All come flushing back to you, has it? We didn't put that in. Ours is for a Labrador. We're going to live with our June in Torquay. She won't have a talk. She won't have one. Right, that's it. I I'm not wasting any more of my highly volatile time on you. <laughs> There's obviously something wrong with the pair of you. You're just detention seekers, aren't you? Hey? I'll tell you something. It's your June that has my sympathy, eh? She has no idea what she's letting herself in for with a pair of miscreants like you. You just blow hot and cold whistles all the time, you do, eh? I've no doubt you'll be hearing from my solicitor once I've consulted an eye, ear, nose and trumpet specialist <laughs> regarding whistle-related damage to my middle eardrums. Good day to you. Dear, oh dear, you just can't believe some people, can you, eh? Oh, right, I've had enough of that anyway. You can't, you can't say I didn't try. Um, let's go and have a bite to eat at Jerry's Cafe before I have to get off to my rollerblading. Uh, uh, rollerballing. Oh, uh, role-playing. Morning, Arthur. Jerry. What can I get you? Um, I'd better have an early lunch, Jerry, and get some food inside myself before I do my role-playing engagement this afternoon. Oh, what are you doing? Oh, you remember. I, d I did some years ago. They do them for all sorts. This one's at the hospital. One of these things they do for refreshing up doctors or something. Uh, I have to pretend to be a patient, and they have to ask me what's up. What's supposed to be wrong with you, then? I don't know. They didn't specify. It could be anything. Uh, malaria. Uh, whooping cough. Diarrhea, <laughs> menopause, uh, 
that thing where you can't move your chin. Well, you'll have to think on your feet then. Mumps, that's it. Um, oh, don't worry about that. Thinking on my feet is like falling off a waterfall on a log off a duck's back to me. Yep. With all my inexperience I've accrued, it just comes natural. Oh, I can add clip with the best of them, me. All day and night. Right, well, what do you want then? Um, uh, well, have a tea. Um, what toasties have you got? Oh, why don't you try a croque monsieur? We just started doing them. All the rage in France. Oh, no, I don't, I don't want any French muck. Uh, don't get me wrong, Jerry. I don't mind the people. Live and let the French live, I always say. <laughs> but their food is always clap cold. I'll tell you, I had a bowl of soup in a French bistro once. Um, uh, 1972. And it was like it had just come out the bloody fridge. <laughs> and do you know, the waiter tried to pretend that's what it was supposed to be like. I said, pardon of me, I have had soup before, you know. Now, stop messing about and get it back in the pan, Garcon. Yep. <laughs> so, I'm not having a crocodile, monsieur. No. Um, you, can, you can do me a cheese and ham toasty. That's what a... Oh, well, never mind. I'll bring it over. Thank you very much, Gerald. <laughs> no, let's have a look. Reception. That'll do me. Please ring bell. What do you do that for? That's what it says on your sign. I am right in front of you. <laughs> you press bell when nobody's here. Listen, don't point your finger at me. I was only following your written instructions. It's misleading, is that sign? You, you want to get a pen and write, if no one's here, on the bottom of it. What can I do for you? I'm here for the, the um, oh, you know, the uh, thing where we play vicars and tops. Um, uh, doctors and nurses, I mean. You know, the thing we do with the doctors and nurses, and I have something wrong with me. Yes, that would explain it. Um... <laughs> You mean role-playing? That's it. That's what I said. The third floor. And when you get into corridor, you'll see a sign that says lift. That does not mean you have to lift it. <laughs> Doesn't it? Well, there you are. That's another sign you'll have to change, isn't it? In future, you might just want to sit down for five minutes and think these things through beforehand. Then you could avoid all the confusion. Good day to you. <laughs> There we are, third floor. Aha, role-playing. Well, at least that's one sign I've got right. Mind you, I suppose you could roll the sign, couldn't you? Uh, in a playful way. So actually, it is a bit misleading. Eh? Eh? I'll tell her about that on the way out. Oh, ah, good afternoon. I'm here for the vicars and tar oh, the um, doctors and patients. Role-playing. That, uh, that's what I'm here for. Oh, hi, I'm Clive Sanford. I'm a, another fellow role-player. Count Arthur Strong, as if you needed telling. <laughs> nice to meet you. You uh, managed to get up here all right, then, despite all the signs? Yes. Wh why, what's wrong with the signs? Well, they're very misleading, aren't they? Are they? Oh, yes. That please press the bell one downstairs, particularly. You know, she was actually sitting there when I pressed it. Yeah. What's the point of that? It's laughable, isn't it? <laughs> right, yes. Um, um, and uh, what are you here for, then? I believe I'm undertaking the role-play of an patient. Um, it's yet to be determined what's wrong with me. I hope it's not something life-threatening, whatever it is. 
I used to do these years ago. Oh, I've had all the colours of the raincoat wrong with me. Yep. <laughs> Scarlet fever, uh, yellow jaundice, pink eye, gangrene, um, purple bruise, blackhead, uh, blue tongue, um, black death. Oh, no, we've had black. Um, uh, turquoise eider down. No, that wasn't one. Where have I seen a turquoise eider down? No, oh, anyway, I've had the lot. Um, I tell you, it would be nice just to have some, a sudden bunion or something for a change, you know. Do you know what's wrong with you, yet? Oh, I'm depressed. Why? You're not very good at these role-plays. <laughs> no, that, that's what's supposed to be wrong with me. I, I'm a depressive. I, I'm not depressed. Oh, well, touch defensive about it, aren't you, though? Hey? <laughs> you might have the beginnings of it there. I'd keep my eye on that flaring up if I were you. Clive, could I take you in now? Would you have a look at this for me while I take Clive in? Where I come from, we say hello to people before we start barking orders at them. Oh, sorry. Hello. I'm Duncan. I'm a bit behind. That's not much of an ailment. <laughs> what? Having a big behind. I'm sorry, I've left my clipboard inside. You must be... Oh, very hilarious. Yes, very life and death of the party, aren't we? Hey, I can see I'll have to watch you. What's on this bit of paper you've given me? It's the brief for this afternoon. If you could familiarise yourself with all the information before you go in, that would be great. Oh, don't worry about me. I am known for my meticulous preparations. When I undertake a new role, I shut everything else out. Ask anybody. I'm what they call a methadone actor. Yeah? <laughs> I give it 130%, I do. Actually, it's probably a lot nearer than 200, knowing me. Oh, yeah. I let nothing interfere with my level of professional equipment. It's commitment. Um, is there any chance of a cup of tea? There's a little kitchen area through those doors, but we are pressed for time. Now we're getting somewhere. Shall I be mother? Would you excuse me, if you're ready, Clive? Uh, if you're ready, Clive. Uh, right, let's get this kettle on and have a cup of tea. Then I'll have a look what's wrong with me. Count Arthur. Count Arthur. Get off the trumpet, Dennis. Let me have a go. Fire! Fire! I'm not your block after. What's up? What's up? What's the matter? We're ready for you. Absolutely spiffing. Who is? For the role playing. Are you all right? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Never better. Just practicing for when I get in there. You have read the brief through, haven't you? Oh, don't fret about that. I've picked out who I'm going to be and everything. Right. It's through these doors here. Good afternoon. Oh, there's two of you, is it? I thought I'd just be seeing the doctor. Now, please carry on as though I'm not here. I'm, I'm just observing. Very good. I'll just take the weight off, if you don't mind. So, how can I help you, Mr...? Mr Harrison. Lovely to meet you. Mr Harrison, what seems to be the problem? Oh, please, call me Rex. Um... <laughs> We're all among friends here, aren't we? Rex Harrison. Yes, what's wrong with that? People always say I'm just like him. So why shouldn't I be called the same name as he's called? But for a cruel twist of fate, I could have been him. Eh? Like the man in the iron-on mask. Right. <laughs> now, what is it you've come to see me about, Mr Harrison? Well, you can take your pick with me. I, I was telling him outside that's depressed. I've had all the colours wrong with me for these things. What exactly do you mean when you say you've had all the colours wrong with you? Well, you know, the, um, the blue death, all that lot. Red, red eye, 
Yeah. Is there such a thing as a white foot? Because that would be another colour I've had wrong with me. See, I'm, I'm not quite sure what you're talking about. Oh, that's not very reassuring, is it? Hey, when you come into a doctor's surgery, uh, our life is in your handkerchief, you know. Um, uh, if I could just interject. Excuse me, you're not here, remember? Hey. Now, come on, let the doctor do her diagnosing. There could be something seriously wrong with me, for all you know. And you're just wasting what could be vital time in my treatment. These next few hours could be cricketed with whatever it is I've got. Whatever it is, I'm still waiting for the doctor to tell me. Well, um, I'm, I'm not sure that oh, I... Oh, dear, oh, dear. Ask me if I've got any symptoms for crying out loud. Looks like this refresher course has come just in time for you, doesn't it? <laughs> What are the symptoms? Well, let's see. What shall I have? Um, I've, I've got spots on my back. Uh, my feet are swollen up. I can't get my shoes on um, or off. Um, and even when they are on, they keep falling off. <laughs> of course, that could be the shoes. Um, I dare say you'll find that out when you examine me. Um, I've got whistling in my ears. Now, that is genuine, is that? I'll want to speak to you about that when this is finished. Um, uh, and, um, let's see. I haven't been to the lavatory for nearly a year. <laughs> now then, name that tune in one if you can. Look, I, I don't know what's happened here, but uh, there is a brief you're supposed to be following. You should have been given it. Yes, well, I decided to throw you a curveball in the spokes, didn't I, eh? See if you could think with your feet on it. Eh? And I have to say, I've been woefully disappointed by what I've witnessed. Dr Finley would be turning under his grave listening to something like this, if he's dead. I don't know whether he is or not, Dr Finley. Dr Cameron will be dead because he was a lot older. Um, Janet will probably be dead as well by now. Good blimey, they're dropping like flies, aren't they? Cast the Dr Finley's case book. Must be an epidemic sweeping Tannock Bray. Oh. I'll tell you something, it's a bloody good job they haven't come in here looking for an antidote for it. Hey, whatever they've got. Because it looks very much to me like they'd leave disappointed as well as dead. <laughs> what are you looking at me like that for? Have you worked out what's wrong with me? <laughs> Hello, Arthur. Didn't expect to see you in here again today. Neither did I, but we finished early, Jerry. Oh, didn't it go very well, then? Oh, no, on the continent, Jerry. I've, I've, I've got another booking out of it. Oh, really? Oh, yes, they were very impressed. Very impressed. I've got to go back tomorrow and do one for the psychiatrists. <laughs> you see, once I get something stuck in my teeth, I'm tenuous, Jerry, like a, like a dog with a bone. A black Labrador with its own bowel and collar. Yeah, that's me. I give it 310%, I do. At least that. Oh, yes, this could be the start of something big, you know. Me having things wrong with me. Here, is, um, is Dr Finley dead, you know? Eh? Dr Cameron will be. I almost know that for a fact. Um, he was much older than Dr Finley. Here, one thing I always wanted to know. Do you think Dr Cameron was Dr. Finlay's doctor, and vice versa. I mean, not all the time. Just for those things they couldn't reach themselves round the back. 
Appearing with Count Arthur Strong were Sue Perkins, Alistair Kerr and Dave Manfield. The script was written by Steve Delaney and edited by Graham Duff. Count Arthur Strong's radio show was recorded live at Pleasance, Edinburgh, is produced by John Leonard and Mark Radcliffe and is a joint Comedia Entertainment and Smooth Operations production.